We'll peer into politics through Gene Ho's observant eyes and camera lens on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. Also, the video version you can find at Radio Influence, YouTube, and Rumble. And if you subscribe and leave a review, it helps people find the show. You know, Gene Ho has had a storied career. He was the photographer to the stars until he decided to work for Donald Trump. Boy, did everything crash. But there's a happy ending to the story. Want to hear about it? Well, let's get into it. Formerly a renowned photographer to the stars, he took it to another level as Donald Trump's personal photographer during the 2016 presidential campaign. And boy, did he see a lot. Since then, he's been a public speaker. He's put out a best-selling book called Trumpography, and he's the editor-in-chief of George Magazine. And not only that, he also hosts the About George with Gene Ho show. I welcome back somebody who is on my show as a frequent guest when the show is live, here for the first time on video, Mr. Gene Ho. Gene, how are you? Oh, my goodness. By the way, it's so great to see you. And I got to tell the story because I said, no, I'm not going to tell it before that. When we're talking about all these people I interview, I'm telling you at George Magazine. So I submit the list of all these people like, hey, they requested me. Some I requested. Gary, when they saw your name, they're like, oh, Gary Binford. He's so well respected. I'm like, really, Gary? My Gary? Anyway, they love you there at George Magazine. And you're very well respected as a journalist as a show host so thank you oh gene that 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 is uh, i don't know what to say but you're gonna have to tell me how do they even know who i am no you know why because number one our ceo is from new york and grew up in new york you know that i grew up on long island so i know about you from yeah from right from way back um i believe i'm not sure if it was the wor days or whatever but the knicks and all this stuff but anyway you're very famous up in that area so we're going to talk about it, and everyone knew who you were, plus your work in the Patriot community and everything else. So I am thankful to have be on your show, and I really appreciate it, and I'm lo- loving this new format with the video and everything. Uh, so really excited about it. I am too, and I is excited to have you back on. We were together down at Rock the Red a few years ago in South Carolina yeah. when you were a keynote speaker. Then I came and hung out with you when you spoke at the Republican Queens Republican Club out here in New York. That was in Donald Trump's district. We had a great night that yes. night. I haven't seen you since, so this is great. So, Gene. Well, the, what, the first the first thing about it, look at where you've been since then and as well with this show and everything else. So it's been a long ride, yeah. but it's great to be on here with you, really, honestly. Hey, thank you, and, and you're doing wonderful things and have. Uh, through the camera lens, Gene, you were doing shooting stars, you were shooting weddings, you were shooting stars. And then something happened. You had your, I guess we call it, come to Jesus moment. And you kind of left. You were more liberal. And then you became more conservative. And then you got the gig as uh, Donald Trump's personal photographer. So you got to shoot the campaign. 
ever since then, so many things have broken for you. I remember you were the photographer for Diamond and Silk, who happened to yep. be on this show twice before the passing of uh, Lynette, which is just so sad. Yeah. And you've gone on to now, we'll talk about the magazine and we'll talk about your podcast. But the question is, through your camera lens, could you have ever imagined when you started out as a photographer to the stars, that America would be in the situation we're in today? No, and that's a that's an insane thing about it. Now, here's the thing with all of this. I was a liberal, very much a liberal, uh, so much so, and it's, it's, I mean, growing, growing up with my children, I had an LGBT nanny. Uh, I was a champion of the LGBT movement, even though I'm straight, and that's probably why they loved me. But I was very much involved with the liberal movement. And then so, a chance encounter, uh, I spent time and took pictures with Donald Trump. And it was during that time, the whole thing about liberalism is that you just don't judge. That was what was so beautiful about liberalism. Hey, you could do whatever you want, just don't judge. And the first thing that happened is the liberal community judged me in connection with Donald Trump. And so I was like, listen, everything you're saying about Donald Trump doesn't ring true to what I see and I know him personally. And so it was during this campaign that, if you want to say it like this way, I had the come to Jesus moment where I started to recognize, hey, listen, you know what? These people on the left, you have to be careful because they judge me greatly for what shouldn't have been judged for. They should have stepped in and say, hey, you know what? Never met Donald Trump. Don't know anything about him. The guy wants, the guy supports him. Go ahead. We still love Gene Ho. But it didn't happen that way, and it was very difficult. It was a difficult time because a lot of people boycotted my business because of my association with Donald Trump. And who knew? a lot uh, of money, right? Yeah, uh, Gary, uh, I'm going to just tell people how, how it is. I had four cars, including a Maserati, two Lexus, and I had a stretch black limousine with my own driver. I had 25 photographers all working for me. All that is gone, and it, it's cool. I don't begrudge it at all. I have a new life with what I do now. But I had, imagine 25 photographers all doing weddings every single weekend. The amount of money, and you know what a wedding photographer makes, week in and week out. And so I was doing very well, and then I got attacked for it. And it's fine. I'm good. I'm at a good place where I am now, but it was very difficult at the time. Well, Gene, since you went through that, and I went through that, there's something you can tell the people that they have a hard time understanding if you haven't had this happen to you, because obviously being black at one point, I was a Democrat, because that's all we know. They're supposed to support us, though, look at what they do for us. You know, and then I became a born again Christian in 97. And once I started following Jesus, I started, you know, loving the country, loving conservatism, loving my fellow brethren and loving babies and loving the fact that guns keep us safe you know, for, against ty tyranny. And I realized the Democrats were wrong. And when I went into the churches and when I went back to my friends and communities, they vomited on me like they vomited on you. What happened when you tried to reason with people and said, hey, look, just listen to him. Just give him a, ch you know, there's a reason that all these people are gravitating to him. What, what, were you able to convince anybody? Because I wasn't. Well, not, not, not too many. And it's very interesting because, uh, Gary, me and you have known each other for a very long time. Long enough. But, like, the last time we saw each other personally, that is, not, not on your show. The last time I saw you personally was, like, four years ago. You have to remember, I got baptized two years ago. So it was uh, two Januaries ago. So a year and not even one month, I got baptized. 
Uh, so it's very interesting. Yeah. And it's very interesting how this all turned out. But the thing is, when it comes to all of this, you know, very possibly, very possibly, this was God's plan all along to basically have me awaken up. And then, you know, I'm, I'm still about trying to unite Americans. And I think it's working. I really do think that a lot of people with the liberal mindset are really starting to say, you know what, actually, you know, Donald Trump, yeah, we might not like him because he's kind of mean. But at the same time, he did a lot for the country. And I think uh, Americans, vast majority of them, even of different races, and my wife said, probably particularly in the black race, that they're going to come and start voting for Donald Trump. And I, that's what I hope to see in now uh, less than 10 months from now for Election Day. I hear you. Now, the interesting thing about people thinking Donald Trump is mean, he's mean to the right people. He's mean to evil people. He's mean to gangbangers, to drug dealers. He's mean to people who want to, uh, communists and Marxists who want to overthrow the country. He's mean to sex traffickers. He's mean to people who want to uh, bring fentanyl into the country, but he's mean in his language. Like he doesn't, you know, hurt people physically. He's just saying, and, and look at what he did. Look at what he did with all the terrorists. What happened to the Taliban? What happened to everybody that was threatening us? What happened to our border? And what happened to all the gangs? Can't people no, see this? What, Can't they see this? They're all back. <laughs> uh, well, here, here's something very interesting with that. And, you know, Donald Trump as a boss, he wasn't mean, but he was very, very demanding. And I, I tell this story a lot, that there was times that I took pictures and Donald Trump would demand to see the the pictures on the back of my camera. Normally, as a photographer of 25 years, I just don't do that. But it's Donald Trump. When Donald Trump wants to see the back of your camera, you show him. And there's been times he looked at the back of my camera. And he said, this is awful. This is awful. And sometimes I have to look at that. And like, Oh, my goodness. It, it was brutal because he, he, he demands excellence in everything you do. Now, there were times when I would take a picture. He slapped me on the back and said, nice job. Nice job. And that would happen, too. But the thing is, that's the way Donald Trump is. He's a very demanding person because he expects the best of you. And Gary, I, I tell the story all the time. That one time that he did it, that he looked at the back of my camera, I hate to say it wasn't my fault, but it was my fault. I had all my lights set up one place. Donald Trump walks in and says, I don't want the pictures there. I want them here. And I had to fix the lights really quick. And it was I, I'll be honest, it wasn't great. Uh, the lights were wonky or whatever. And then I had to explain to him, Listen, Mr. President, or at least at the time, uh, Mr. Trump, I'm going to fix this later on because I could do some on the back end, change the colors. And he says he understood that. But uh, Donald Trump is a demanding, demanding boss. And that's what we want in America. We want someone that gets things done. I never took offense at it because when I did do good, he was the first one to quickly say, like, hey, nice job. You did it fast. You did it good. But he's also the first one to call you out when you do something bad. One of the things that you know that very few people get to see is from backstage the energy at a Trump rally. What was that like? Because people see it on TV and you can feel the energy, but you're right there. What is the energy like at a Trump right. rally? And, this, and this, uh, this ties in very well with uh, the things I've been saying all along about the mainstream media. When you go to a Trump rally, if you've ever been there personally to a Trump rally, Wherever you are, chances are you're closer to Donald Trump than the media. From wherever you are at a Trump rally, turn around, because on the back of it is where the media pit is. Now, when I was his personal campaign photographer, I didn't have to be subject to the media pit. 
because I wasn't part of the media. So I got a chance to walk around backstage, walk around the front of the stage, walk around wherever I wanted to walk around. But the media was relegated to the media pit. So the reason why, in part, Donald Trump does his rallies is so he can talk directly to the American people. So the same Donald Trump that you see at the rallies, his energy level, his love for America is the same Donald Trump you see behind the scenes. Now, what the difference is, is mainstream media want to present Donald Trump as being a bad person. But you know Donald Trump more than the mainstream media does because you are closer in proximity to Donald Trump than the media. If you could think about that, makes sense. The media had to be paraded by chaperone to the, to the media center and then paraded by chaperone out. So all I'm saying is this, the Donald Trump that you know and the people know and the people see on the rallies and TV, that's our Donald Trump. It's just that he's different when he's with the media. He doesn't really like the mainstream media too much. I don't blame him. Uh, Gene, as you know, we've talked about this many times. When I was a sports writer, first here at Newsday and then the New York Daily News, two newspapers that I'm sure you're well aware of, having grown up on the island in Kings Park, uh, I got to interview Donald Trump twice. Once was when uh, Herschel Walker, who also has been on this podcast when he was running for the Senate uh, in Georgia, Herschel, when Herschel was starring for the New Jersey Generals that Donald owned. I got to interview Donald then and a second time while he owned the team. But because I've always been in sports and entertainment, I've been around a lot of people who have been around Donald Trump. And this is long before there was ever any thought of him running for president or even getting into public office. I never heard a bad word about him. The rappers loved him. The singers loved him. The dancers loved him. The politicians loved him. The boxers loved him. Everybody loved him. Then all of a sudden, he comes down the escalator and he's Darth Vader. It, it's absolutely oh. incredible how this happened. You know, last time I went to visit uh, in New York at Trump Towers, uh, I stayed downtown in Manhattan. And before my appointment, uh, there, what I would do is just walk around New York because I grew up there, but it was really wonderful uh, to, at the time when, when Trump was president. It was very nice in New York at the time. But when I went there, a lot of the places I went to, there's these plaques and they, you know, they say this park dedicated to Donald J. Trump or whatever. And the reason why they do that, we all know this, is that there's a rich benefactor. In this case, Donald Trump did so much for the city. He did so much for the city and they put his name all in plaques in different areas in this park or that park. And I saw that. And it's amazing because before this, they used to love him and he was a great benefactor to the city of New York. And quite frankly, uh, as a former New Yorker, it's a very shameful uh, all the stuff that he did for that that great city, how, how they are trying to remove that uh, and his legacy of what he accomplished there. They're not going to get away with it. Gene, here's the big question. Where, where do we stand in America right now? And is this nation teetering on the brink? And what happens if Donald Trump does not win this oh, presidential election? Yeah. Well, uh, number one, I could say this, um, and I say this part tongue in cheek, but almost serious. There has been no greater president in the United States that has unified the country more than Joe Biden. Because what happens with Joe Biden, and I've seen it at the, I've seen it at the gas pumps, where I'm pulling up, you're obviously you can see from bumper stickers or whatever that I lean uh, to the Christian right. And not to say some of these lefties are not Christians, but I see that bumper stickers. I see that coexist bumper stickers. I see all these things. And I know that they, they are on the left. I really do. But when we could come to the gas station and then sit there and pump gas 
look at each other and just shake our heads because gas prices were so expensive and everything. That is uniting America because we're like, okay, you know what? Truth be told, this is them speaking. I still can't stand Donald Trump. He's still an awful man. But quite frankly, America was safer there. The economy was better. And I know that America uh, it had so much more patriotism back then. I'll, my highlight of it is uh, right in uh, before the election at South Dakota, uh, that talk that he gave at Mount Rushmore, something like that was so beautiful. And Americans felt wonderful to be Americans. And that's what we need again. And that's what that's the hope we have right now. And, and quite frankly, uh, again, what, what I hope is that Americans and MAGA nations will, sit, will say, listen, we got to go out there and vote because now it's up to us to do so. Yeah. Now, Gene, uh, when I found out, that's a great answer. When I found out that you were the editor of George Magazine, editor in chief, I really didn't know anything about George. So I had to look and see what George was about. How did you get into that? Tell people about George and you, boy, you've had a litany of great patriots come on and, and, and giving their point of view and your podcast. So what is your focus now as editor-in-chief of a very, very popular magazine and a very, very, very uh, it, popular show? Yeah, it's uh, of course, um, we're carrying on the legacy of JFK Jr. who started that. And when he first started that in the first issue, this is what JFK Jr. said. He actually went to a conference, How to Start Your Own Magazine, which is funny. Imagine running a conference, How to Start, and then you have JFK Jr. right there. But they told JFK Jr. the one magazine that you will not be successful in is one that talks about politics and religion. And JFK Jr. says, that's it. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so we're carrying on the same legacy today. We are doing, working very hard to unite Americans. For example, one of the things that JFK Jr. did is he actually interviewed F uh, Fidel Castro, which of course, you know, was his dad's political arch enemy, but yet he interviewed him. What we're trying to do is we're trying to interview people on the left and the right, different people, so that America could get to a better understanding of each other. And America United does not necessarily mean 100% voting for Donald Trump, even though I would like that. But America United means that we go back to the old time where we can argue, discuss, talk about all these things, and yet at the end of the day, we're still Americans. I mean, I go back to the days of the Knicks and the Nets, when I used to love the, the Knicks, and some of my friends love the Nets with uh, Derek Coleman, and you sit there and argue all day long about uh, how, you know, John Starks and Patrick Ewan are better, and then you fight, argue, at the end of the day, you have a beer and everything's good. We need to go back to that in America, and I believe that we will. Do you really think we can get there? And I'll tell you why. Back in the okay. day, you know, you had the left and the right. You know, the right was a little bit over here on this side and the left was a little bit over there. But now the divide has become so stark. On one side, you have constitution. On the other side, you have communism. Now you have America first on one side and you have globalists. How do you how do you oh, think we can get these okay. people back together? G Gary, I think it could happen. I really do. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. One of the persons that we interviewed is uh, in our magazine is a wonderful Christian man. Uh, it is Terrell Owens, the NFL Hall of Famer, oh, the NFL right. great. OK, he is uh, he, he kind of I, I won't say what his politics are, but he's a Christian man. But one of his person that he supports is Colin Kaepernick. I fundamentally disagree with all of Colin. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, so what he does. Okay, 
But but here's my point, and here here is at least what I can appreciate about Colin Kaepernick. The guy, even though I believe is misguided, put his career, reputation, and his way of life of making money on the line for what he believes. Granted, I feel that is this. I, I feel it's wrong, but. How many people on the right are willing to say, listen, I'm going to put my reputation, my means of living, which I did, you did, to say, listen, I believe in this and the right, and it becomes wonderful, but at least I can respect him in this way, not because he sat or kneeled during the anthem. That I disagree with. But man, I'll tell you this much, if there's one thing I could agree with, Kaepernick, man, he put his money where his mouth is. This guy put his career where his mouth is, and I don't agree with it. But now I can see, okay, I don't agree with you, but we could agree to disagree. But I believe that United States will be united through one thing and is not even necessarily MAGA. I believe it will be united under the umbrella of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Well, Gene, that would be wonderful. That would be beautiful. I will say this about Colin Kaepernick, and I will say this about uh, the difference between the right and the left about putting your money in your mouth, putting your money in your feet where you talk is uh, the left. They, they're, they're activists. A lot of people are activists. They're willing to give up their life or even their finances for a cause. But in this case, if there's one particular individual, don't you think maybe Uncle Georgie hooked him up? <laughs> and I don't mean George Magazine. You know who I'm talking about. In uh, you know what? Somebody, I, I, somebody, <laughs> somebody hooked him up. You know what? I, I understand where you're going from. And then uh, it's not our George or whatever. I know what you're talking about. I don't want to uh, talk. But yeah, but no, here, here's the thing. All I'm saying is uh, there's an understanding, a little bit of an understanding. I'll, I'll give you one more. Uh, at least you can understand. I, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I, I believe in uh, the right to bear arms. Uh, I believe in that. I have... Here. I have my, sh my shotguns, my AR, all that stuff. But I will say this, and I'll just say this like this. Um, not that I'm against gun control, but if I lived in an apartment in Manhattan, quite frankly, I really don't want my neighbor having a shotgun because I know that it goes through everywhere, goes through the intruder, it goes through the walls, and I don't want to be living next door where someone shoots a shotgun, and those it it'll go through the walls. It'll go through the person, go through the walls. Not to say that I don't believe in defending yourself. All I'm saying is under maybe that circumstance, hey, you know what? Maybe a little bit of control, just a little bit. And so I just want to, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. First off, yeah. I, how many people would have a shotgun that live in a high rise in Manhattan? Usually you have a shotgun if you live out in the open fields. And here's the problem. Here's the problem yeah. about this whole thing. It would be, it would be great if we could just have a little gun control. But if you notice, as soon as you get a law, like as soon as one person, Norma McCarvey, wins a case, then all of a sudden, look down the line, and now they want to kill babies even after they're born. If you look, see, if they start taking away, if you let them take away guns over there, they eventually are going to have them all. And as you know, that Second Amendment is about not shooting people are playing gun smoke in the streets is that so people can bear arms if government becomes tyrannical and you have to uh, like you know yeah. take your country back well yeah you know here's the thing when it comes to all of that and i understand where you get coming from with this but when people on the if if someone like me or you just say 
Okay, definitely disagree. Definitely disagree. But on that, I could see a little bit of your point. If we could no, get I just to have that a point, handgun, if I was going to keep one, I wouldn't have a shotgun in Manhattan. But I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think it's it's illegal, right? You cannot. Not the. Not, not I don't know. I've shot a gun once in my life, Father. Jesus is going right. to have to fight that fight for me. Hey, Gene, what do you talk about on your show? Okay, what I talk about on my show is I bring people on there. I hope that you'll come on my show about George, and we just talk about different topics with that. Now, one of the things is not is not a sounding board to the far right, even though I am in the far right. But mm-hmm. we get a little discussions and find out and debate and go back to that. So I, I'm telling you right here in front of all your your wonderful audience that I would love to have you on my show. But we are hey, uh, very I excited will, about all. Yeah. Now, oh, come on. And, you know, right. I, and I tell right. everybody this, I, the Michael Jackson thing, whenever you want me, I'll be there. Oh, see, <laughs> now, now you got me talking. But by the way, when you come on my show, I'm going to have to talk about, I'm telling you, I got to have to talk about the New York Knicks and all that stuff. Those are the glory days for me. I, and I it's your show. I'll, I'll, when I go, uh, I, you know, I've been blessed to be a guest on uh, close to 40 shows now. So over the last three years. So, you you know, if you have me on, I, whatever you want to talk about, I'm there. I, that's why I'm there. Okay. there to be your guest. We'll, to cater to you. <laughs> we, will, we will definitely make that happen for sure. But I, I do appreciate uh, having me on the show, really. And, and I, I love the discussion we have. And uh, I think that's what we need in America for people to actually look at our side, when I say our side, the conservative right, you know, and, and understand that, that, quite frankly, a lot of the media has really demonized a lot of the stuff uh, uh, that Donald Trump said and that the conservative right said. We're really, really like everyone else. We used to, we used to love to argue uh, for the sake of just debate, you know, and it's, it's not happening like that anymore. And I, I believe it's going to change. I believe it's going to change soon. Gene, I always, one of the things I always appreciated about you was you were always an optimist. You could, you always and still see a light at the end of the tunnel. I just hope it's not an onrushing train. But I do want to <laughs> ask you this along these lines. Yes, you the ever, tough questions. If you do ever in your wildest dream think that the way they tried to can't they canceled you they canceled Seinfeld they, that, that, that to anybody if you if you if you go against what the left says you're finished and here's the weird thing about it before we used to exactly what you said Gene we used to be able to discuss things we could argue and discuss and have civil debate but now they say on the left, we're right. On the right, you're no longer have an opinion, you're evil. You know what, Gary, uh, because I uh, grew up in, in New York and everything, man, I'm telling you, one of the things that I used to love doing is if I went into uh, a bar or a place where people were watching the Yankees play, by the way, I was a Met fan, but even so, when I was there, if I saw the Yankees playing, I would go in there and start talking about how great the Boston Red Sox was just doing <laughs> just to like just to get people like riled up. And then we talk about it. I was like, oh, you talk about Jeter stinks. He's like awful. All this stuff. I would talk about that because I, I quite frankly, it's like a hobby. Americans love to argue. Americans love to debate. I think it's a great thing. And then at the end of the day, you're buying beers for each other and everything's OK. Mm-hmm. What we need to remember in America is that we are still Americans. And I get it. Right now, we're very divided. But 
maybe it's a little bit on the right side, but maybe a lot on the left side, when they could understand that a lot of us supporting Donald Trump, especially, came from the left. We are actually lefties just like you that just finally realized, hey, you know what? I just want to do what is right for my country, and I feel I want to do what's right for my Lord and Savior. So it's very simple. But I used to do that. I used to start fights, arguments, not physical fights, just fights in bars just because it was well, fun. Well, yeah, we you do know martial arts, I do believe, so that helps. <laughs> that helps you out. But, but yes, you know, you know, yes, they were I afraid used- to argue with me. Yeah, I know. I see. My first, my first Republican president turned out to be George Bush, and if I supported Bush, which I have some issues about now, but that's another story. If I supported Bush, it was like okay, I had the right to support it. Nobody would call me evil. I can't believe how they pull this off. Where if you support Donald Trump. You're not wrong. You're evil. And here's the problem, Gene. If so, if you're wrong, people debate you. What can you? What are yeah. you eventually allowed to do with evil? You're allowed to either jail it or kill it. Well, here, here. Well, here's the thing. When I used to, way back in the day, and it's funny that I, I do this. I love Bill Clinton. Seriously, I was growing up. He went on the Arsenio Hall show with his saxophone with and goes saxophone. Right. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want that guy to be my president. Seriously. That's how I felt at the time. And I, I did at the too. time it, what an idiot I was. I didn't know better, <laughs> Lord. Please forgive me. I repent. <laughs> oh gosh. Go but ahead. Here's the other here's the other thing. At the time, I couldn't stand the Republicans because of this guy named Kenneth Starr. Because he was doing all this stuff and you know, which I get it now, but he was doing all this stuff to pursue uh Bill Clinton. And okay, that's in another place in time. But like, as Americans, I never, I never once remembered anyone on the conservative right saying, Oh, my goodness, you're supporting Bill Clinton. You know what, if you if you really feel that way, fine, support him. I, I say that right now with Biden. I was like, you really want four more years of this? If you want that, hey, that's your choice. Go ahead and have it. Vote for Biden. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. But the thing is, like, hey, that's your personal choice. My thing is, where, where does someone get off where they're saying like, hey, I know this guy personally. You met Donald Trump. He was nice to you. He was nice to me. He's a great guy. And the economy was really good. Kept us out of wars. So I like to support him. So so now I'm a subject of hate from the far left because of that. Well, you know what? Even the left knows that's unreasonable. And that's what I think people are coming to realize. I hope you're right, Gene, because <laughs> I know far too many guests who have come on this show, and I know you've had some too, and people who have lost friends, lost relatives, yeah. marriages broken up. Uh, there's a lot of people that if you are supporting Trump, they don't want to talk to you anymore. That That's ludicrous. Oh, no. no, and I know this. Uh, by the way, we did um, at georgemagazine.com, we have a poll. And the one we did during Christmas time, we, we actually asked, and I'm paraphrasing it, since, uh, since the invent or advent of MAGA, have you spent more time during the holidays, Christmas, with your family or less? It was over, almost overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly a lot less. And, and in many ways, it's sad, but uh, that's, how, you know, that's how separate we become. And I really do believe that times will, will change. I, I really believe this election is going to be a bellwether. I think it's a matter of whether or not the uh, far-right MAGA crowd actually shows up at the voting booths. And I say that because there is a small section and a movement thinking that, hey, my vote is worthless. I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to vote. But I believe that if everyone comes out to vote and everyone concentrates on actually voting, 
then I think it's going to go very well with America. And America is going to see how much they actually do support Donald Trump. I hear you. Now, speaking of supporting Trump, tell people about your best-selling book, Trumpography, which I have yeah. an autographed copy. And what is oh. in that? It's a great big See, it's people, it's an it's a video book, but a visual book, but also he talks that Gene will talk about what that year was like, but there's some great pictures in there. Tell them about the book. Yeah, no, here's the thing. If you, uh, it's it's there. If you, uh, I, my website is geneho.com, but if you go there, you can find the book there. Uh, but th here's the interesting thing about it. All I did was document what was going on during the time. And Gary, this is how I prove it to everyone out there that I'm telling the truth. When I wrote that book, I'm telling you, I was broke, 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 broke. If I wanted to, I could have wrote a book of lies, sold it for millions and millions mm -hmm. and millions of dollars because I am a minority. I spent a lot of time with Donald Trump and I can verify through these photos that I was actually there. So I could have said lies about Donald Trump, what I saw and made millions, absolutely millions when I was broke, but I did oh, it. Oh, Rachel, Mad Rachel Maddow and Anderson oh, Cooper and uh, Chris Matthews I would, and- uh, I oh, would do the whole, I would, you. <laughs> I would do the whole circuit and I would make a lot of money. But instead I did this book, which by the way, ended up, you know, like you, the reason why we met I'm trudging it around in a car all over the United States with a bag I of books selling them. For, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you remember I, that? That's what I did. And so it's one of those stories that if you oh, read hold them, on, Gene, I got I got to say this too. And while you were at the Queens Club and you're speaking, I'm standing over by by your book display, making sure nobody runs away with a book. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, those are those. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, that that story uh, that it was that a week that I was visiting you that uh, uh, Laura Trump invited me to Trump Towers. That's why I was there, and that's what I when I told you. that story. You guys, are, you guys yes. Are right. yes, yes, yeah. yes. We are we are real, we're real friends. So she invited me there uh, to Trump Towers, and that's when I told the story about me walking around New York City. That was the same time because I uh, coincided the visit to uh, Queens where you were with that visit. But it was interesting. It was during that time. Uh, just to give a ring of truth to it, that I went around some of the docks and, and looked at it. And sure enough, place after place is like, we want the committee would like to thank Donald J. Trump. The committee thanks Trump for his donation, everything. And, and it, it seems like everyone forgot about all that stuff that happened. And it's a shame. Uh, it, it's really a shame. But uh, the people that know Donald Trump and support him will, will know that this rings true. Right. So that book has a lot of photos and the, the, and the, the key thing, and you can tell them because I know you're trying to be, be humble here. The key thing is <laughs> these are not the type of photos that anybody could get because if anybody ever tried to get this close to, uh, you know, the CIA, the, the Secret Service yeah. would have you in a headlock. I, you know, it's, I uh, had to yeah. get I had to get cleared. I had to get cleared by Secret Service. I had to submit my uh, um, my information and it is by the way i'm going to say it this way it's more than just your your driver's license you have to give your information to secret service you have to get cleared uh one funny story that uh i'm not sure i don't think i ever told in that and i never would show it or i didn't take the picture but backstage at one of the events i actually saw donald trump fix his hair like actually with a mirror holding up and fixing his chair mm -hmm. so hair so i know what it looks like to do it i wanted to take a picture but the camera would have went click and I think he would have looked over his shoulder and went, you're right. fired, get out of here, right. Yeah, right. 
But, yeah, it, but you got to do it. You got to do it like on The Apprentice. You know, you're fired. You know, like, now you have a new book. Tell us about the new book. What's oh, it about? Okay, and, yeah. uh, and why did you decide to write it? Is this a book or is this a photo uh, book? No, or what do we have? No, no, no. This well, there's photos in it, but this is. Uh, I I won't say it's my. Uh, it, I won't say it's my last book. I'm I'm doing, but. After this, I'm, I'm out of bullets here, so to speak. Uh, basically, it's called America in a Flash, and it's me talking about the different stories of some of the celebrities that I met over the years. And not all of them, by the way, are in the political realm. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the stories of, of how I was when I was a photographer and the different people I meet. But what you could do is just go to georgemagazine.com. I know I keep plugging that, but when it's released, you'll be the first one to know. I hear you. Gene. You know, when when you have a specialty, you can see things a little different. Like my my backgrounds in journalism and music, and having been involved with recording artists and and be and stage and bands, you, you, there there's certain skills you develop uh, as a sports writer, as a writer, a journalist in general. There's certain skills you develop, and certain you see things a certain way. Having spent decades as a great, great photographer, seeing things through the camera lens, has that given you a different perspective on politics and life as you look through the lens? It, like, in other words, yeah. because you're so used to being so precise and realizing you may just have one shot at something. Like, if you miss that guy's trying to steal home, you can't say cut. Let's go back. Can you can you go back to third base and try that again? You know? No. Well, what, wonderful question with that, and it's very interesting. One of the things that I learned during this time is that people forget that the photographer is there. So over the years, and this is with many celebrities. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them, uh, some of my clients have been really, really awful people. Like I've had some uh, that you spent all this time with them, and you don't even realize that the person there is not even uh, the person's wife. And then later on you meet the <laughs> wife and then you got to sit there and pretend like you, mm -hmm. like you met, you know, you didn't know what's going on. And so there's a certain secrecy in my business. When I say that is not so much like a secret, but like, Hey, it's not my role to say it, but I have seen many good people at the same time. And the good people is when the camera is not around them. And when they forget that I'm in the room, they forget I'm there and I can see how they really act. That is one of the main things, and that's what I saw with Donald Trump. And that's what I'm saying. I seen the guy behind the scenes when, quite frankly, he I don't know if he did, but he forgot that I was in the room or whatever. And I see how he interacts with people when the camera is not upon him. So it's very interesting that uh, when I see these things, I can not, I won't say judge, but I could tell a person's character uh, basically from what they are like when the cameras are not around. And it's very interesting. Uh, uh, I guess you can say it this way, like, hey, how does this person treat me? Uh, if I if if I can't give him anything, like if there's nothing nothing to give him, will he still treat me nice? And uh, that's that's what I've seen over the years. I understand what you're saying, and I ran into that when I met you the very first time down at Rock the Red uh, at in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and it was you, it was Donna Fiducian, Don Newen, Trevor Loudon, yeah. Clara Lopez, yeah. John Guandolo, everybody, Tom Holman, the late Presley Stutz. A, a whole K. Carl Smith, there's a whole litany of people that do what you do that I had nothing to offer them. And everybody opened their arms to me and made me feel uh, very welcome. Because at that point, when you met me, I did not have my own show. 
I didn't, right. I wasn't no, no. even on my agenda, you know. Right. Time to yeah, but you so know what? People. The the thing with it though, it goes it goes back to that. Uh, but I mean, right there, you know, wh whether however it was, you know, uh, my spirit bears witness to your spirit. I mean, like we we got along very well even back then. And you know, like it just look at where I'll do it this way. Look at where we are today. And look at the amount of influence that uh, both of us carry now. So I think it's wonderful, but at the same time, I really do believe that, honestly, all glory goes to God. And uh, Amen. you know, we're going to see a, uh, wonderful things coming up because I don't think uh, uh, our Lord and Savior is done with us just yet. There's a lot of work to be done oh, to no. uh, you're, bring you're, you're God's children so together. Right you were so right about that, Gene. I really appreciate you coming on. Please tell people how they can reach you and anything else you'd like to. Promote. No, hey everyone, very simple. You can find me at georgemagazine.com. Uh, get yourself a subscription. It's an actual printed magazine. You can read it free online, but it's a printed magazine. But check out georgemagazine.com and subscribe or like get your email to us because when I have you on my show, I want uh, everyone to make sure uh, they know that they can find you or when I invite you to uh, my show for certain. And you know you're stuck, bro, because you said this three times about putting me on. So you're stuck. You're not. You're stuck. Yes. Unless you, you have tell it. Me after this, you have it on stuck. film. You yeah, have it man, on I film. Miss you, man, it's been a while. It's been a while, and Thank I, you. I, was, I was keeping track of everything you've been doing. And you're a great American, and and a brother in Christ. And uh, God bless you. God bless Nadine, and God bless the children. Until the next time. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate Gene it. Gene Ho, everybody. Gene Ho, please. George Magazine and About George with Gene Ho Show. I want to thank Gene Ho for providing his keen perspective on people, places, and things, often through the lens of a camera. Gene has seen a lot of things, been a lot of places, and he's formulated opinions that hopefully, hopefully, continue to believe that America can be saved and that we can come together. I hope you're right, Gene, but you know, right now we're pretty split. So keep doing what you're doing and keep putting truth out there. And hopefully both people over there and people over here will listen and find a way for us to come together. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can find the video version at Radio Influence. You can get it at YouTube and again at Rumble. And I hope you'll subscribe, leave a rating and a review because this helps others find the show. You know, prior to going video a month ago, the audio version of the show had more than 150 high profile guests. So I hope you will go back and look at the archive. Some of the guests include Will Witt, Carol Swain, Ben Carson, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Monica Crowley, Carrie Lake, Herschel Walker, uh, Tom Holman. There are just so many people. Naomi Wolf, you'll just find all kinds of people that would give you a perspective from the conservative side. So I hope you'll go and check it out. Well, that's about it for now, folks. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless America, and God bless your family.